the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 181. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I get to take a question directly from you posting it in the non-traditional pre-med form over at premedforms.com. This week, we have a great question from Nontrad14, super secret person. All right, they ask, I graduated with a bachelor's in 2016 and a master's in 2017, both in biomedical engineering. Currently, I work full-time in the medical device industry as a development engineer working on a cardiovascular device, and I am planning on applying to medical school for the 2021 cycle. I originally planned on pursuing medical school the year after my master's, but a move away from home and adjusting to working full-time caused me to get temporarily sidetracked. I also wasn't pre-med for a majority of college, but began taking the remaining prerequisites my junior year once I began seriously considering medicine as a career. Due to this, I felt very behind the experience level of traditional pre-med students. Many of the prerequisites were required by my major, and I took them early on in college before I had properly learned to study. I graduated with a 3.7 from undergrad and a 4.0 from grad school. However, my science GPA is only a 3.4 since a majority of my classes in undergrad were BME and therefore it doesn't seem as if they'll count towards my BCPM. Although many were heavily science-based, including courses such as human physiology and thermodynamics. Included in this average is a C plus in physics 1, B minus in physics 2, B minus in organic 2, and a C minus in calculus 2. The rest of my science grades were mostly A's, including Orgo 1 and Biochem. I also had straight A's my junior and senior year, mostly engineering and biology coursework, including upper-level physics-based engineering courses while taking over 18 credits a semester. My question is, should I consider retaking courses such as Physics 1 and 2 to show a higher level of competency, or will my upper-level engineering courses be considered and help to compensate? I plan on taking courses at night at a local university this year to obtain recent letters of recommendation. However, I was leaning towards taking a psychology course since I only have an AP psych transfer credit and a medical anthropology on my record for the social sciences. A biology course with a lab since I transferred a five in AP biology and none of my upper level biology courses included a lab. And an inorganic chemistry course since I only have one semester of intro chem with lab. I'm trying to save money where possible, but I'm willing to do what it takes to ensure I can show I am ready for medical school. Should I also consider a post-bac program so that my grades are more recent since I will be applying four years out of undergrad? Also, I am planning on retaking or planning on taking rather the MCAT for the first time this coming fall, so I don't have a score to share yet. On the experience side, I've shadowed over 200 hours of orthopedic surgery, trauma spine, joint pediatric, et cetera, and neurosurgery during graduate school. I plan on shadowing several more specialties before applying, hopefully including emergency medicine and primary care, aiming for 30 to 50 hours in various specialties. I was actively involved in professional societies in undergrad that included volunteer opportunities, 
and I was community service coordinator for the Biomedical Engineering Society my senior year. I was a TA for team-based engineering classes my sophomore, junior, and senior year of college and in grad school. I also currently organize volunteer activities at work in the nearby community. However, none of the hours were formally tracked, and the only consistent volunteer position I had was once a week for four months in an outpatient orthopedic clinic, some patient interaction, including transporting patients to the x-ray room. I'm actively seeking clinical experience and volunteer experience, ideally weekly. Do you think that adding a variety of shadowing experiences and a weekly clinical experience with patient interaction spanning over the next year will be enough to show how serious I am about wanting to be a physician? I know that my lack of patient-centered clinical experience is a major weakness currently. I'm also prepared to switch to a clinically related job or work part-time to have more time to volunteer and gain clinical experience. Although keeping my current job would allow me to save money and I am committed to finishing a project at work for the next few months. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to read this long explanation and thanks in advance for any advice you may be able to offer. All right. So before we move on with the question, when you ask a question, try to keep it a little bit shorter. This is a little bit longer than I typically like to read, but it's a good one that has a lot of good questions here. So we will tackle it. So just a heads up for future question askers try to be a little bit shorter with your questions, a little bit more concise. All right, moving on. So let's talk about GPA. 3.7 GPA from undergrad. Great GPA. 4.0 in grad school. Great GPA. 3.4 science GPA. Now, I'm questioning how this student calculated their science GPA because they say here, My science GPA is only a 3.4 since a majority of my classes in undergrad were BME, so that's biomedical engineering, and therefore it doesn't seem as if they'll count towards BCPM. Now, if you look at the AAMC, they do classify engineering and biomedical engineering specifically as an all other, meaning non-science. But I typically like to push the boundaries a little bit on this, especially for a class like human physiology. That seems pretty science-related to me. And, oh, guess what? Thermodynamics, as this student mentioned, is listed under chemistry under BCPM. So you have physiology, right, which is listed under biology for BCPM, and you have thermodynamics, two, two of these courses that are listed under chemistry. So my general statement here is that you can't just go off of, oh, they're biomedical engineering, therefore they don't count because they're listed under all other. You have to look class by class. What is this specific class? And yes, it may be for your biomedical engineering degree. It may be in a biomedical engineering college. But if it is a science class and use your judgment and you think it would fall under either chemistry, biology, physics, or math, then list it as that. Sure, you can call the AAMC beforehand and make sure, but I would list it as that and and push that a little bit. Because you're the only one, having taken the class, you're the one that knows what that class was all about. And it's really, really hard, and that's why it takes a long time to verify these applications. One of the reasons why it takes so long is because there are a lot of nuances with all of these courses and to get them right is important. And so I would look at each of these courses and not just say, oh, it's it's a biomedical engineering and there, therefore it is an engineering class, which is non 
bcpm and i can't count any of that so you can count human physiology as a biology you can count thermodynamics as a chemistry and see what else you can pick and choose from your uh from your classes and potentially list those under the bcpm classification as far as the grades the grades are great i don't think you need to go retake classes i think your grades are plenty good enough especially because you had basically straight a's junior senior and graduate school level work you have a super strong upward trend that i don't think is going to be an issue you obviously have to do well on the mcat so make sure you are prepared for that you think that you have the proper uh the the proper foundation for the MCAT, but above and beyond that, I don't think you need to take any more classes. I don't think you need to post back. I don't think you need to go take night classes. I don't think you need to take classes to get letters of recommendations, right? That's a very expensive letter of recommendation. I think you start right now, start reaching out to your old professors. They can be your master's level professors. They don't have to be undergrad professors. You can reach out to your master's level professors and and start building that relationship up for the next several months. And when you're ready to apply, you get that letter of recommendation. I think you'd be honest with them up front to say, hey, I'm applying to medical school next year. I'd love to get a letter of recommendation from you. Can I keep in touch with you over the course of this year? I would definitely do that. As far as clinical experience, I think that's where the majority of your time needs to be spent is getting more clinical experience. You have tons of shadowing. Keep it up. You don't need a ton more shadowing, but be consistent over the next year. Uh, and through the application process, it's going to be the uh, actual clinical experience, not shadowing the clinical experience where you're actually interacting with patients. And so you can do hospice, you can be an ER volunteer actually telling the people that, that are running the volunteer uh, at, in the emergency department that you really want to be involved with patient care and not just stocking shelves. Uh, you can become a scribe part-time if you want to do that. So there are lots of opportunities It obviously has to fit with your current work schedule, your current life, but that is something that you need to start doing as soon as possible to really prove to yourself and to prove to the admissions committees that this is what you want. All right, great few questions broken down in there, really digging into, uh, I really liked digging into the BCPM, the biology, chemistry, physics, and math. Uh, All I did that you can do is just Google uh, BCPM course classification or AMCAS course classification. And AMCAS has a, uh, a pretty friendly website here that kind of lays it all out for you, what's considered what. And remember, don't just generically say, oh, it's biomedical engineering, therefore it is an all others, a non-BCPM. I would really pick and choose each class as you go through your transcripts to figure out where you can categorize each one. You really want to maximize that BCPM as much as possible. All right. I hope you got a ton of great information out of the episode today. Again, if you want to ask a question, maybe a little bit shorter, go over to premedforms.com, click on the non-traditional premed form, ask your question, and hopefully it'll be answered here on the podcast. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the old premeds podcast. 